Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. What are you looking at over there? I was trying to see the clock, but you've got your knee oh. in front of it. I thought you were checking me out there oh. for a second. Yeah, in your dreams. Welcome back to another week of uh, Animal Radio. It is the summer season of stars, the second week, and that means Emmy Lou Harris, 12-time Grammy winner Emmy Lou Harris. Wow, on Animal Radio. Today. Also, the truth behind Cilentrol. Have you heard what? about this? It's that new diet drug for your dog. Oh, no. Also, your calls. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Sean. How are you? Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Where are you calling from? Iowa. At Pulseville, Iowa. Wow. Where is that? Oh, clear over in Iowa. Oh. I'm, new. <laughs> I'm new to the area. Are I'm you? down by Decorah and Dubuque area. Dubuque, okay, uh-huh. very well. I didn't know we had an affiliate down there. So tell us, what are you calling for? Well, I have three dogs and a cat. Three Two. dogs? And, that's a lot of animals there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Two Papillons, a Shih Tzu, and just a regular old black cat. Uh-huh. Do they all get along? Believe it or not, they do. I was quite surprised. I, I got the two Papillons first, and then added the cat, and then my husband got me the Shih Tzu for Christmas, and uh-huh. they've all gotten along quite well. Very good. Ah, we love to hear that. good, yeah, because, you know, sometimes when you get those big families, there's one or two that don't get along. That's, yeah, that's good I was quite surprised they did, that they did. Can we go into the prize closet? Oh, we've got Break out some stuff. toys for your big family there? Yes. Okay, we're going to do that. I have, uh, like I said, I've got a big family, and we work 12-hour days. Oh, my. And I have, you know, how they, um, we have a friend right now that comes over and lets them out periodically. Uh-huh. But what I'm curious about is the fact is that they like to do number two in the house quite a bit, even oh. though we let them out. I have a feeling this is because they're upset at me for not being there. Oh, which which ones are going poo? My Shih Tzu and I believe one of my Papillons. Oh, kind of smaller dogs, huh? Right, they're little teeny things. How, how often does someone come during the day? About two or three times a day. Really? Uh-huh. They're still doing that, Yeah. Huh? Is it? Uh, do you know if it's uh, in a certain area? Yeah, down in the main hallway, and then right as you enter the um, like the dining room area uh-huh. into the hallway. Is there some way you can block that off, those areas off, and keep them restricted to kind of certain areas? Them, yeah, yeah, yeah. retrain them to stay away from the areas. The thing is about small dogs is they can't hold their bladder and everything like a big dog can. Okay. But, so it's good that you have someone coming in a couple times a day because there's no way they could make it 10, 12 hours a oh, day. Oh, no, I knew that. I'm, I'm curious. When When is it happening during the day, do you know? Is it between uh, visits uh, from uh, uh, the, the dog I, I believe that, too, because when when I get home, I'll take them right out after I get home. Uh-huh. So I've got these three little dogs running after me, very smart dogs. They're very intelligent, let me tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Both dogs are more intelligent than I am. I know <laughs> those times. Well, anyway, so we get them out, we go for a little walk, and they do their little thing, and then they come back in, and by gosh, within five minutes, okay. they'll do it again. And I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, I was going to say, if you train them where you feed them first and then take them out to eliminate and get them used to doing it immediately, you can also kind of encourage them, give them words and, you know, tell them repeatedly, you know, go poop. If you feed the, the animal, take them out in about 10 minutes, stay outside till they go poop and tell them to go poop. And then when they do, give them a treat. Okay. And then kind of every day do this. When even your sitter, when they come in, uh-huh. they can feed them, take them outside and tell them to go poop. 
and just kind of retrain them. And, and I would close off those areas. That I've done on closing off the areas, except for the one room, because that's where I've got them closed off yeah. into. Mm-hmm. But that brings us into another question. I'm glad you brought up the food thing. Now, I have, you know how you put the, the food into a all container where they come and eat when they want and mm-hmm. just let it drop down? Free feeding, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. should I stop that and just give them so much in the morning and have them give them something else in the afternoon and then once I get home? Yes. Could that, that be causing a lot of that too? Yes. yes, that way you can control their feeding times and control when they poop. Yeah, that, that kind of actually, those them. problems may relate to each other yeah. actually. Because okay. they're eating during the day and then pooping. You want to okay. kind of keep them on a schedule, okay. feed them, and take them outside. They'll be fine if you feed them just, you know, twice a day or okay. so. Okay, I get worried because you know you love your animals. You don't want to starve them to death. Yeah. They'll be fine. We, we have a tendency to overfeed them. And <laughs> do they do anything else in the house while you're gone? Um, uh, yes. What's for that? some reason, they like to get a hold of the garbage can. And for, <laughs> and another thing, and I don't understand why, is they go for my plastic bag, uh, beans. I've got this. I don't have a big home, so I have a, a, a shelving unit that I put extra food on. Uh-huh. And they get a hold of the plastic bags and rip them apart. You know, I think they're bored. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like... Uh, Boredom? Boredom. Even, even with somebody in there three times a day, mm-hmm. this sounds uh, like classic boredom and okay. uh, and trying to show you something. Trying I don't know how attention. long they've been uh, inappropriately eliminating there, but uh, that, that's a that's a, something that needs to be. Since I got the new dog. Okay, and how long is that? It's been since December. Since December. December. Okay. Well, it's it's something that needs to be retrained immediately. You know what I'm going to do is let's get Vlade the dog wizard on this and see if he's ever had any problems like this before and see what he would suggest on this. And okay. I appreciate it. And uh, because it is an unusual problem, we do appreciate you calling. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Oh, yeah. I was very impressed when I found the station. I was I really like it. Thank well, you. good, good. You're welcome. Hold on one second. We're going to hook up prizes from the gift closet for uh, the whole big family there, okay? Thank you. one 405 8405 Don't call them a shih tzu for nothing. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote, but when a California man lost his false teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner blamed the mouse, a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand and after searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out and stares at him, taunting him. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Well, I'm keeping my dentures hidden away from now on. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Tammy Grimes, I believe she is on the phone. If you remember her, she's the uh, one who just was recently arrested. Actually, it wasn't recent. It was several months ago. Yes, arrested ongoing. Uh, for saving a dog, pretty much. That's a different story. But every year this time, she likes to chain herself up. I mean, really, don't we all? <laughs> Line four, please. Well, hi, Tammy. Hi, Hal. How are you? Very good. Uh, so what's the deal in your court case? Um, we are still slogging along. We got yeah. 
continued again. This time the DA said he didn't have enough time to get his evidence yet, so I don't know how much time he needs, but uh, there we go again. <laughs> there are there are hard-earned tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> dragging this through the court system. Yeah. Hey, listen, I understand you have a new event coming up. Uh, of course, for those of you that are longtime animal radio listeners, you know that last year and, and several years previous, uh, Tammy chained herself to a doghouse. And then, I believe, actually, last year had, what, what 12 contestants? How many? Yeah, 11. 11? Yeah. Last Act- year was a blast doing that. That was so awesome. And they all chained themselves. Uh, and the, the one that lasted the longest one, who was that? It was a girl from Illinois. Her name was Asia Gilman. She st- lasted for 13 days. Wow. wow. Now, you do this around the 4th of July. Yes. Yeah, unfortunately this year the fourth falls right in the middle of the week, so it's a bit problematic. We are actually we're holding two um, two different events, one East Coast and one West Coast this year, um, one in Atlanta, Georgia, and one in Seattle, Washington. What's the significance of doing it on the Fourth of July? Well, we, we're we're building on the whole independence factor and the freedom of America, and the chain dogs are still not free, so that's why we really try to hold it right around the 4th each year so we can um, play off that fact. Mm-hmm. Chain dogs, you've probably seen one in your neighborhood where you live. And uh, it's it's one of those animals that uh, is never, you never see them socializing with the uh, guardian. And they're usually, sometimes food's put out for them. If it's bad weather, you'll see them out there still chained up. And sometimes you see kids taunting them and throwing rocks and sticks at them. Which makes them very aggressive. Actually, Mm -hmm. uh, don't bites go up this time of year because of that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. This year in May already, I believe, we're at 20 serious bites. Serious enough that the kids landed in the hospital. So um, on those are all from chain dogs that I've cataloged so far. So that's like four times increase on the middle of the winter. It really goes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to jump off the subject here. Starting on June uh, 30th and July 7th, uh, is this going to actually take place at two different times? What's happening here? And well, who, who we're doing, our goal this year is called, it's called Unchain the 50 this year. We're not holding the contest this year. We're hoping to get a big sponsor on board for that again maybe next year. But this year what we're doing is a very grassroots effort. We want to get one person from every single state chaining themselves to a doghouse. And if they do it in their own yard, we're perfectly happy with that. Okay. We don't, we don't care where they do it. We just want them to commit to um, anywhere from 8 to 24 hours, huh? any time within that week. So we're trying to be very flexible so that we can actually meet our goal of one person per state. Okay, and try to try to bring a little bit of awareness of what it's like to be a dog chained up. Absolutely, and you know, the more states we get, I mean, we had a girl who did it in her yard last year, and she's the one that uh, made me think of that. Her name is Erin Blaze, and she did it in her own yard, and the media came, and she got attention, and I said, geez, you know, why don't we all just do it in our yards? I mean, the main thing is that people, they want to do an event, but it's so hard to plan, it's hard to find a location, you know, so uh-huh. they end up getting worn out, and they just don't to, don't take it further. So we're hoping if they can do it anywhere they want, just do it, you know, wherever. Now, especially if you have one of those neighbors across the street that you might be a little afraid of uh, pursuing, but you know they have a chained-up dog, go sit in your front yard in a doghouse, chained <laughs> up, all day, and see if they notice and get the hint. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, get some great pictures. We'll put them on the website. I mean, this year we're really hoping for some great grassroots stuff. And, and we have the activists out there. We just got to get them motivated and get them on board with this plan. Of course, the website is dogsdeservebetter.org, right? 
Yes. Very good. And that, of course, June 30th through July 7th, wherever it can fit into your schedule, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, do yeah. they need and to... We... Go ahead, Judy. Do they need to contact you to tell them yeah, that, what state they're representing? Us. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tell us what state you're representing, where you're doing it, uh, contact info for the media. We're going to try to try to get media in every place we can. So we're really... We're really going to try to put a big push on this year. Um, Best friends said they'd help us get the word out, so we're excited to have them helping. Very good. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us again. Please keep me posted as to uh, that whole court thing. Oh, we will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you both. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. This is Animal Radio Network. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Oh. Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. 
Attention cat lovers, does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with the Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Coming up in the summer season of the stars, that would be Emmy Lou Harris. She's just around the corner right here. And now with everything new and innovative or just downright strange from the world of veterinary medicine, here's Dr. Linda Wolf. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. Is your dog a poster child for the before photos at Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers? Well, the Food and Drug Administration approved a drug called Slentrol, the first ever drug for management of canine obesity. The product decreases the appetite, thus decreasing food intake. Given once daily as an oral solution, you can do it either directly into the mouth or with a small amount of food. In the United States, about 40% of dogs, around 17 million, are considered overweight. Slentrol is marketed as a weight management tool in obese dogs when diet modification and increased exercise are difficult to implement. Okay, I get it. Another big pharmaceutical company has come up with another way to make money addressing a symptom rather than fixing the underlying cause of the problem. Hey, the dog is fat. That's the symptom or clinical sign. But what's the cause? In some cases, overweight is caused by a medical problem. But in most cases, the problem's overeating and not getting enough exercise. They're marketing this product to a common human mindset. Why would this pill appeal to pet owners? It's because just like with human weight loss, people want a quick fix that requires no work or effort on their part. They would want to just take a pill. Now, granted, there may be some situations where this pill might have some value, like when a dog is really not capable of exercising for a valid physical reason. But come on, folks, there's no quick fix to your pet's weight problem. It goes back to the basics of good, appropriate nutrition and exercise. Keep Fido out of the fridge. Don't express love with food. And get out there and exercise. It'll be good for both of you. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. by Animal Ark No-Kill Animal Shelter. We are streaming, blogging, and podcasting at AnimalWiseRadio.com and we're proud to be part of Animal Radio Network. Hi, this is Sheena Easton on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. It's so important. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. What do a lion, a thorn, and the Roman Colosseum have to do with a wildlife center in New Mexico? An Aesop's fable tells of a slave named Androcles, 
who runs away from his cruel master and finds shelter in a cave, which turns out to be the den of a lion, who is suffering from a painful thorn in his paw. Although Androcles is terrified, he is able to remove the thorn and heal the lion. Androcles and the lion become fast friends, until one day they are both captured and taken to the Roman Colosseum, where they are scheduled to fight each other to their deaths. But the lion is so overjoyed to see Androcles that he plays at his feet with delight. The spectators are so entranced with this display of affection that both Androcles and the lion are released to enjoy a life of freedom. The lesson of this fable is about kindness and compassion toward animals, even when they are wild animals and we are afraid. Although this fable is 20 centuries old, this lesson is still practiced daily at the Wildlife Center in Española, New Mexico. The Wildlife Center was created by Dr. Kathleen Ramsey 20 years ago as a licensed rehabilitation practice in the backyard of her regular veterinary business and has grown into a large state-of-the-art facility where Dr. Ramsey, her staff of five, and 140 volunteers care for over 1,400 mammals, reptiles, raptors, and songbirds each year. Although there are no lions currently in residence at the center, there are three bobcats, Rufus, Roberta, and Katrina. These imprinted felines help to raise orphan baby bobcats brought to the center. There is Monchando, one of only three Mexican spotted owls in captivity, Manchando was hit by a car and both of his eyes have cataracts. It took volunteer Scott Bull one full year to convince Manchado to trust him. But as the owl cuddles up to Scott, it is clear they too share a fabled relationship. There is Maxwell, the bald eagle, shot and left to drown in a lake. Marino, the golden eagle, Para, the Harris Hark, a peregrine falcon named Pippin, Sol, the turkey vulture, a kestrel named Squirt. So many of these great raptors and birds have been injured by gunshot. There are baby raccoons that fell down a chimney, a roadrunner hit by a car, rabbits who have lost their mothers, and since it is baby season, all species of songbirds. With bears coming out of hibernation, the center will soon see bears as well. During the busy season, the center will take in as many as 120 animals a day, and all those songbirds must be fed every hour of daylight. Many of these animals will be healed and released, like Androcles and his lion, back into the wild to enjoy their freedom. Sadly, however, many will have sustained injuries too great to be set free and will be sent to sanctuaries, other centers, or zoos. About 25 animals live permanently at the Wildlife Center and serve as ambassadors of their species, including Orion, a rough-legged hawk. 21 years ago, Dr. Ramsey helped Orion heal when this beautiful hawk lost one of her wings to a shot from a high-powered rifle. As Orion flutters her remaining blonde and copper-streaked wing to balance on her perch, she chirps and chortles constantly. She has a lot to say. Like so many of the birds here, she will never again fly. Instead, she and the other birds and animals at the center serve to educate over 7,000 children and adults each year. Thanks to Orion and her friends, the number of injured animals the Wildlife Center rehabilitates increases every year as people realize there is a place that cares for injured animals. The Wildlife Center is educating the public to act as Androcles did, not as a slave to ignorance or fear, but to kindness and compassion, one animal at a time. 
see photos of Orion and the animals at the Wildlife Center, visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.org. For Voice of the Animal, this is Ray Ann Cumulos. Emmy Lou Harris, and your calls are next. Hello, this is Dom DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, and they'll always love you back. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And it is the summer season of stars, the second week, this week, 12-time Grammy Award winner, Emmy Lou Harris. Woohoo! Is actually, uh, I believe she's on line two there. She's holding, away. yes. I do want to welcome, first, our 94th affiliate to the Animal Radio Network, News Talk 1240 WJTN, Chautauqua County's news and information station. Where is Chautauqua? That's Jamestown, New York. Uh, by the way, my name is Hal. And I'm Judy. Welcome to Animal Radio. In fact, uh, we'll do this just once. Just because this is your premiere, your first day, why don't you call us right now? 1-866-405-8405. We'll let you and your pet roam through the prize closet here at Animal Radio just to welcome you as a new listener to Animal Radio. Emmy Lou? Time Grammy winner Emmy Lou Harris joining us. Not a lot of people know this. You actually are devoting your life to animals more than anybody I know. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, the animals that kind of uh, wriggle their way into my heart. You know, actually, uh, my whole life. You know, I have the um, the time and uh, the opportunity to to give back a little bit to to um, you know these critters that have given me so much. Well, you have a special dog that travels with you on the road, huh? Well, uh, I, yes, I had, uh, I have one, I have two now, actually, wow. but uh, my all this work that I'm doing right now is inspired by a dog named Bonaparte uh-huh. that I got in, um, I got in 2002, and uh, he was a year old, I got him from Nashville Humane, and he ended up traveling with me for 10 years and, wow. and sleeping in my room. Um, you know, at home. So he was with he was my constant companion, uh-huh. and uh, I lost him in 2002. Uh-huh. And um, and I I had we had other animals. I mean, we have quite a menagerie here, but he was my special guy. Well, you and, made a legend out of him, didn't you? You, you well, created uh, <laughs> many legend maybe. Uh, he's um, you know in honor of him, his memory. Um, uh, I started what I call Bonaparte Retreat, which is just a very small uh, animal rescue, dog rescue that I do in my backyard 
um, really uh, three dogs at a time, although we right now we've got four. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no when we, we're taking <laughs> dogs. Right now we started taking dogs, uh, fostering for Nashville Humane, and I'm still very connected to them and their excellent work they do here in the community. Um, I mean, they have the Rover, you know, which is the spay and neuter, the mobile a clinic that goes around and does the free spay and neutering, mm-hmm. um, which is so important uh, to all these issues we talk about. Uh, but but uh, I, I I took one dog uh, uh, a while back from um, when I had a vacancy. I took one from uh, Metro Animal Control, where the dogs have a small window of time mm-hmm. uh, before they're euthanized for no other reason than they run out of time. And there were just so many of them that gradually I end up, now this is what I do. I just adopt them from the Nashville uh, Metro, from Metro Animal Control. And uh, then they're my responsibility, and we we screen the people that come through. And um, uh, I'm actually affiliated now with uh, Happy Tales Humane, which is, uh, for now, a series of foster homes. But they're, they're, we're, raising, we're in the process now of raising money to have a permanent facility for Happy Tales. But I will still ha- always have my Bonaparte's retreat here in my backyard for a small number of dogs. Um, you know, you, you, you wish you could do more. <laughs> I was saying, it must be hard fostering. I'd want to keep them all. Well, that's not the hard part because I'm happy to, to have them get good loving homes and we, we we really do get to know the people and where they go and a lot of times we, we keep track of a lot of these dogs through email and mm-hmm. and and uh even the, the people that work with me uh even go for home visits just just to keep in touch and um you know if, if people are agreeable to that because we just we, we you do get attached sure. yes but the hard part is uh the the animals that you know you have to leave behind mm-hmm. and and are probably going to be euthanized because they have you know when i go there with a va- you know if i have a vacancy and i go to get a dog there's there's obviously a lot more than just one dog oh, yes. that whose time has run out and you just kind of go oh well is it better to get a male or a female or it's it's really heartbreaking. It's so difficult to make that decision, um, and you and you just have to kind of wear blinders because you're so limited. We're hoping that we can get more people to foster. Mm-hmm. You started you started early doing that and volunteering. I I really got involved, uh, you know, after Bonaparte died. Actually, it was a, a while after that because I was in in some pretty serious grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm sure your listeners will understand. And then, uh, it, I don't know how long it was after I lost Bonaparte, I saw uh, um, an HBO special called Shelter Dog. Mm, yes. That really was one of those epiphanies, you know, <laughs> sort of life-changing events where I saw what this woman had done. You know, she bought this motel uh, in upstate New York and just on her own just started the shelter and... Um, I, I was so moved by what she had done, and I started looking at my big backyard, you know, with with a different eye. I said, you know, I could build some dog runs. I could, I could, you know, I have the space here, and I can do this. Now, you've been an animal lover since you were a child. Is that correct? Oh yes. Well, my father was actually uh, studying veterinary medicine at the University of Virginia when World War II broke out, mm-hmm. uh, and he joined the Marine Corps. And while he was at officer training school in uh, Pensacola, Florida, before he, he uh, went over to 
um, you know, to fight in World War II, he met my mother, and they eloped. <laughs> so and and started a family. My brother was born uh, while he was overseas, and um, so he stayed in the Marine Corps and did not go back to veterinary medicine school. But um, he always loved animals. My my mother's family was, you know, her father was a great animal lover. I just was born into, you know, family, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles. Uh, everyone was, uh, you know, a bit loopy for animals. <laughs> and, uh, and and learned, you know, I think there's a, just a compassion gene that is always there in all of us, but it can lie dormant, you know, and I think it can be perverted if children are raised in homes where animals are mistreated. Oh, yes. Uh, especially if they're mistreated, too. I think there's, it's been proven there's a direct line that, 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 uh, that people who, you know, abuse uh, animals grow up to abuse children, and then children, you know, who are abused, abuse animals, and then they grow up to abuse. I, I mean, it's... Yes, it's been it's, proven. I, I do believe that animals are, are, are given to us to make our lives better, and also it's kind of a, a bit of a test. Like it's almost like God says, "If you can't get this one right, I don't even <laughs> want to know yet." <laughs> uh, because they animals don't do anything for spite. You know, they don't do anything out of uh, you know they don't hold grudges. Um, and and if we can't get along with animals and do the basic simple things to just make their lives good. Well, they teach us a lot of lessons, they, too. They teach us a lot of lessons, but I'm saying they like, teach us how to be good people, um, I really believe. And, and then they just give us back so, so much. They enrich our lives in so many ways. So, you know, I, I just think that uh, one of the biggest problems we have is that there are just too many and not enough homes. It's, it's actually a math problem. And that's why spaying and neutering is just so important. And fostering, like you said, if, if Emmy Lou Harris can do it, and you have a, a, a tight schedule with uh, touring, but you, you find time in between to do this, then just uh, just about anybody can do it, right? Well, it, I don't know if anybody can do it, but, but that if, loves you, him. if you can't, you know, if you can just volunteer a couple of hours a week at your local shelter, or especially, I think, the, the, the dog pounds where the dogs can, you know, have such a short window of time and possibly are going to be euthanized to at least walk with them and, and pet them and socialize with them and give them some kind of contact. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, if you can't take them into your homes, then you, you could go there because people in the shelters are overwhelmed. Oh, yes. So many animals. And, and as a community, we have to come together to, you know, legislate and educate, but also if people can actually take themselves there and say, what can I do? You know, you were just talking about young kids learning at a young age how to care for animals. There is a, there's a kid, an uh, eight-year-old kid, amazing kid, Kyle Orent. Have you heard of him by chance? No, I haven't. He, uh, he raised $20,000 with a lemonade stand, uh, selling lemonade for the summer. Uh, that's a lot of cash there, huh? And, that's fantastic. And he gave it all to Canine Companions for Independence. Are you familiar with that organization? I, I'm not. It's an organization that uh, hooks up dogs with uh, disabled people. Handicapped in wheelchairs. And as, as Kyle puts it, uh, I believe everything but blind people, yes. I believe, is what he says. And uh, we had him on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and I said to him, uh, what do you want to do next? And he said he, he's going to do a celebrity collar uh, like a dog collar auction where he gets a bunch of celebrities to sign collars and he's auctioning them on eBay auction charity site, site, charity mm -hmm. site. 
I'm wondering if we can send you a couple of collars to you sign for him. You can send me as many collars as you want. <laughs> Great. I know that. I think Just make them big enough for I have a terrible signature. <laughs> <laughs> we have some I large collars. I can't even sign my back of my credit card. They, you know, they're so tiny. That's a sign, Emmy Lou. <laughs> Don't use the credit cards. Okay, we'll, right. we'll send a few your way for you. Okay. We thank you so much for spending time with us. Well, thank you for spreading the word. You know, if we can just educate people, you know, maybe we can uh, solve this. This is a problem that can be solved. That's the frustrating thing about it. Yes. There's so many problems in the world that we think, what are we going to do? I don't, I don't know. It's overwhelming. But really, with spaying and neutered, neutering, we can pretty much eliminate the homeless dog and cat population in this country. People can start in their own backyard. Absolutely. And with, with your pet. You know, we get so many calls still, people that uh, they don't they don't know that not only does spaying and neutering reduce the population, but it, it, it increases the odds for your pet health-wise. Right. Uh, your, your pet will be healthier, too. And live so longer. Many, and live longer. So there's so many reasons to do it. Emmy Lou Harris joining us. Uh, check her out starting June 21st in Telluride at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Uh, Newport, Rhode Island, August 5th, October 7th in San Fran, and a whole bunch of dates in the L.A. and Southern California area, uh, October 9th through 11th. Of course, you can check out the website, which is emmylou.net. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Breed-specific legislation became popular in the 80s after numerous pit bull attacks. Hollywood, Florida began by requiring special insurance policies and registrations for pit bull owners. Ever since then, more cities and state governments are looking at how to best minimize the number of dog attacks, often by banning certain dangerous dog breeds. Currently, 37 states allow or have enacted breed-specific legislation. The laws range from requiring muzzles on the affected breeds while out in public or the erection of six-foot-high fences on the owner's property to the immediate confiscation and euthanasia of suspected breeds. Opponents of breed-specific laws state that the ordinances are discriminatory and can put undue hardship on the owners of affected breeds. Proponents say this is the only way to stop the increasing numbers of dog attacks. National organizations have denounced the enacting of breed-specific laws and have begun a strong campaign to stop them. Remember, it's often the individual dog, not the breed, that's the problem. Stronger, aggressive dog laws that are not breed-specific would do a better job of helping to stop the terror of dog attacks. 
Reporting for the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is Verna. Hi, Verna. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? Uh, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Pagosa Springs. That's got to be... Where is that in Colorado? Okay, do you know where Durango, Colorado? Yes, it is. The very southwest corner. Yes, we're 60 miles east at the bottom of Wolf Creek Pass. Oh, it sounds like a very beautiful place to live. It is. Well, now, where did you hear Animal Radio? Because I don't know if we have any affiliates there. We were actually um, uh, at Fishing at Lake Powell. Oh, yes. And, and we had the radio station on, and we picked you up there. <laughs> oh, very good. We had a little uh, holiday fishing for you there. Yes. Tell us, were you traveling with your animals? Always. What, what do you have, dogs? We have a basset hound, a... Um, Twelve-and-a-half-year-old basset hound. And then we have this, which is the little guy I called you about. Um, she, We lost one of our basset hounds um, over Christmas. Oh. And so we adopted Toby from the Humane Society. And um, that that's our problem child. That's the one I have the Uh-oh. question about. <laughs> What's wrong with Toby? Well, oh, nothing. He's wonderful. <laughs> um, Toby, we found out through the grapevine because he did have a uh, implanted... Um, Oh, what do you call them? It's the home again thing. Oh, yes. Check. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. We found out, although the, the he was never registered, so we, they couldn't find the previous owner. Uh-huh. Um, our problem is trying to teach him how to tell us when he has to go out. Oh. He, he won't potty in the house if we regularly take him out. He understands that he goes out to do it, but he uh-huh. hasn't learned to tell us. You know, you might have to train him instead of letting him tell you. You might have to. Once you get him on a regular schedule, it'll just become routine for both of you. After you feed Toby, about 10 minutes or so uh-huh. after feeding Toby, take Toby outside. We do that. Okay. And then start associating a word. Uh, you can say go potty or something like that and then give him a treat and every time he eats you go outside all you have to do is say go potty he'll go do his business he'll get a treat and eventually you can stop the treats he'll learn the go potty and you have to kind of train him and take him out on a regular basis Mm, yeah it's it's sort of a retraining process how old is toby do you know uh well let's see we got him in january and he was a year and three months so he's what now about he's about a year and a half Uh uh-huh well, you're going to have to teach a young dog new tricks, and it's one of those things that you're going to have to just start from the beginning and okay. train uh, Toby a new way to go to the bathroom and let you know when uh, when it's time. And if Can you... I ask you one more question? Absolutely. Toby um, is a little, he's about a 14-pound chihuahua, and he's he's actually in a Rottweiler Halloween costume. <laughs> He, now that he has gotten used to us and loves us, he will let no one get near us. Is that, we've heard that's typical of Chihuahuas. We correct him when someone gets near us and he gets, he gets quite angry and violent and barking. He's never bitten anybody, but he gets really barky. We tell him, we, we, I grab his mouth so that he won't bite anybody, Mm -hmm. and I say, no. Is that the proper way to do it? Uh, no, he doesn't quite understand what you need. Here again is another retraining okay. session you need to do with him. Uh, he's very possessive. Yes. If you can have a friend or somebody help you, let them handle him on the leash when you're around. Let them feed him. Let them give him treats. 
And if you can get different people to to go along with you, get him used to having other people around, let him know that other people are okay Okay. and, and other people can... Praise him Excellent. and give him treats, and but be around because you you know you want to make sure you're there in the beginning because you don't know how he's going to react. But and it, it takes some good friends too. <laughs> right, exactly. And it takes it takes time. You get someone just to kind of sit there when you're with him. Uh, maybe if you have him on the leash, then eventually after a few minutes, hand the leash over to that person, and then let that person give him treats and get him just slowly used to being around different people, so he's not okay. so possessive. <laughs> he doesn't understand when you grab his mouth and tell them no and they have a tendency not to quite understand that okay so excellent. retrain him let it let friends come along and slowly take over some of the care and let him get used to other people as well yeah, thanks, it's, thanks guys very very much let us know how that works if you're still having troubles give us a call back we have some experts that uh we could call in if we ever have trouble and you know what can we also go to the prize closet for toby yes we can and what's toby's brother's name Oh, it's a sister, and it's Gabrielle Samantha. Gabrielle Samantha. We're going to dig some things out of the prize closet for them. To How do to. I get a hold of you again? Well, I'll give you this toll-free number. It's one eight six six. 405-8405. Anyone can call that seven days a week. We return each and every call if you get a machine. Of course, anybody can also email us at yourvoice at animalradio.com. Of course, you can listen there. Uh, you can listen on your cell phone. You can listen online. And you can listen at no radio stations in your area, but we're working on it. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Dynamite. There is one out of Farmington. It's called Cool 104.5. Guido, get on the phone right now with Cool 105. <laughs> get us on the station. Thanks for calling us today. Thank you for your help. I sincerely appreciate it. That's all we have time for this hour. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com, streaming online 24-7. And I want to thank Amy Lou Harris for joining us. The Summer Seat of the Stars continues. I understand Randy Jackson's on the way and someone special next week. All your details at AnimalRadio.com. I, I know you have something to say, Judy. Yes, I do. I just want to remind everybody to please spay or neuter. And if you get a cat, never to claw. And don't go to a breeder. Go online to a breed rescue if you're looking for a certain breed. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.